Hey Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo with you after a 5-1 Cubs win over the White Sox. We're coming to you from Studio W. We had a bet with the Sox guys in the pregame show. Winner gets the big studio, loser gets Studio L for the post-game show, <laughs> and that's where they're at doing their post-game show if you're a Sox fan right now. Uh, yeah, hey, they avoid the season sweep. This was a really good game by the Cubs, really. Like, they had a lot of positives that we'll be able to talk about, um, starting number one with Keegan Thompson, who, again, you know, I don't agree with A.J. Przinski a lot of times, mm -hmm. but I do on this case that when you look at the future, you're going to have to start to consider Keegan Thompson there. Um Listen, this, these were five solid innings. The further he goes, the more times I see him as a starter, I at least see that the flexibility is there. Yeah. Right? Like, right. we know he can be that reliever guy. Right. Three innings. Easy. He's starting to look like he might be able to stretch out into something more. Yeah, I mean, what, going into the game, I was hoping, you know, or I mentioned, you know, the most we've seen him go like 60, 65 pitches. Tonight went well over 70, and David Ross let him get out of his own mess, which I was happy to see as, as much as, you know, as nervous as I was during <laughs> yeah. that moment. But, you know, I think I think the I don't want to say that that, that that start was a test. I really don't think it was a test. But him showing that even that third time to the lineup, I mean, the third time he saw Tim Anderson – I think that's I think he that was the strikeout yeah, that he got. Right. And again, Tim Anderson's one of the best hitters in the game right now. And you know, that when he when he allowed those two guys on and then the top of the order comes up and he managed to get out of it. I mean, you got to get you got to tip your cap to him. He had a great game tonight, 5 innings strong, four strikeouts. ERA is down to 1.58 on the season. This guy shoves, man. Like I know you're talking we've talked about it at, at ends. You know, no one on this team is untouchable when it comes to like the deadline and stuff. Well, you'd have to know. get something that special. <laughs> yeah, if we're trading, if you're if you're moving Keegan Thompson and all that control, which again, I don't I don't think the Cubs are actually going to do that. But yeah. if you know, just in terms of who's untouchable and not, but I think you got to put Keegan Thompson as someone who's untouchable right now, and it's not just one month. He's put two months yep. of just absolute stellar pitching for the Cubs and it's beautiful because again homegrown pitcher like for years we have missed it and you know Justin Steele had that 10 strikeout game but I think there's a lot more higher upside in Keegan Thompson and and Justin Steele is my guy by the way but I just <laughs> think that Keegan Thompson yeah what we've seen this year how he's been able to get hitters out it's it's been very fun to watch so yeah, man, like, for me, as far as, like, this game, you know, it's a nice little bounce back after you give up 20 runs to the Reds, and uh, you're going into the south side to face a team that I guess is a little, like, they're on the ropes. They weren't playing well coming Well, this, this knocked game them under either. 500 again. Yeah, yeah, like, there were, I wouldn't, there weren't even that many times where the Sox had the Cubs on their heels. No. And you got to credit the pitching to that, in my opinion. I mean, I think whenever the Cubs and the Sox played at Wrigley, there was a lot like, 
everyone remembers that I was mad and like, you know, salty about a lot of things. Right. A lot of the reasons I was salty is because every time the Sox beat the shift or <laughs> a slow dribbler down third down the third base line in a big moment that allowed the Sox to score a run in a, in a game where there weren't a lot of runs. This one just kind of felt like the Cubs were due because I felt like in the two games at Wrigley, the Cubs actually didn't play that bad in those games. That The reason I was so mad is because, like, the way they lost. They just kept shooting themselves in the foot. Tonight, you get five strong from Thompson. Your bullpen comes in with the lead, not to mention the offense. Nico Horner, three hits tonight. You know, Morrell, again, like two walks and a hit. Like they 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 scored early. Thompson was great, and then the bullpen shut it down. Like you you watch a game like this, and you sit here and you wonder how in the fuck are the Cubs eighteen and twenty six? Well, it it still takes a lot of things to happen for that lineup for to sure. deliver, and and they did deliver in this game. And and Thompson now, as you mentioned has faced the White Sox twice, too. He's given up two runs this season, but his relief appearance really was good against them. Mm-hmm. You know, when it was at Wrigley Field, Tim Anderson hit the home run. This outing was also very good. I, You know, fifth inning, I was a little concerned that maybe for him that he was in there a little bit too long, but he got through it, like you said. And I know that, re- you know, record really means very little now in Major League Baseball when you look at stats, but... 5-0, and oh, and you say, well, okay, 5-0 and oh is impressive, especially for a reliever, but the 1.58 ERA is where you can look at it right there and say, he's got it. Like, yeah. he, he's he's getting the job done. And again, <clears throat> this this lineup didn't have Luis Robert, and it didn't have Moncada. Or Eloy. Or Eloy. Yeah. But there are still a lot of big hitters oh, like, yeah. like that they would never consider trading. <laughs> yeah. um, and so it, it was nice. it was nice to see the Cubs – at least get one in the series. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I thought this was their best chance, yeah. mostly because it was going against Cueto. And I, despite the fact that he came in not giving up any runs so far with the Sox, I said in the pregame show, I'm like, if somebody's going to have a bad game between the two pitchers, my belief was that it was going to be Cueto. Yeah. And I don't know if it was a bad outing, but it wasn't as great as I they mean, were the expecting. stat line doesn't look great, but no, that's one, because... It, it added on at the end. Right. He probably we were all been, sitting. We were all sitting out. here asking why La Russa didn't take Cueto out in the yeah. that last inning he pitched. He should have been out with three runs, probably. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we were standing next to each other, and I was like, you'd think that they'd take him out, and this was with Hap coming to the plate. They let him work around him, end up in a 3-0 count. They just go ahead and walk him, and then Wisdom comes up, and you're like, okay, like, if they're going to leave Cueto in here, you got it. Like, this is your best chance to get the strikeout because we've talked about it ends, about how Wisdom is, you know, strikes out a lot. And Wisdom put the ball in play. And the yeah. Cubs, I mean, they, they didn't end up needing it, but at the time it was like, oh, it's a great insurance run. The Cubs were only up 3-1 to one at the time, ended up getting an, getting another one there and, and, then, and then another one after that. Um at, at the moment of the time, that's when you felt like, okay, the Cubs are going to win this game. Like, they, they put them down at the end there in, in that seventh inning. So, uh, I would say the, you know, David Ross managed this game perfectly tonight. But, again, when you get really good starting pitching and your offense scores early, it's really hard to fuck up a game. Like, I so, yeah. That's, but that's, as you mentioned, though, it, it wasn't – Cody, it wasn't just the starters. F. Ross, Martin – Wick, Givens, Robertson. Yeah. Four innings, no runs. Yeah. Four it's, innings, no runs. Like, the bullpen has had, you know, in the last week, 
it had a bump. And, and David Ross said they can't expect him to do it every single time. But Keegan Thompson combined with the bullpen, and, and that was enough to really shut down the White Sox. Like, they made some guys, um, given struck out a brave in the eighth inning. Yeah. And it was an ugly strikeout. Like, and Abreu is a professional hitter. Like, clearly the man knows how to hit. He's the, he's the MVP in, in the American League, reigning MVP. Like, he's a good hitter, and Givens made him look bad. Those yeah. guys are, you know, again, just like you say, Thompson is probably not going to be traded. You would hope, if you're serious about winning soon, yeah. you would hope that Horner's not on a trading block. You would hope that F. Ross mm-hmm. and Thompson are not on a trading block. Martin, Givens, Robertson, hey, this was national TV. Everybody could watch this one. Everybody could see it. <laughs> yeah. You know, as you like to put out the graphic on Twitter, the stock going up. The stock is going up, yeah. Still available. Givens tonight especially, I thought that he looked really great in that inning, like you said. Uh, yeah, the bullpen again, man. Like, man, if the Cubs could just hold a lead going into, like, the sixth inning and get – a starter to give, at least give them five innings every start, they would probably at least be 500 right now. <laughs> if with the, with the way that their offense has played probably the last couple weeks. Like, it's, it's frustrating that, like, you can, you, they can play a game like they did tonight. Yeah. Again, th- I, I understand the White Sox, they haven't hit their stride. They're, they're not playing like everyone thought they would going into this year. I totally get it. But that doesn't take away the fact that the Cubs won this game just playing really good baseball. But that's the difference between a you know an okay to good team to a great team is right. the, consistency. the consistency. You know the teams that can do it night after night. You know you start to pile up the wins. I the chat has been going like wild. Like yeah, this this chat's really been fired up. A lot of people uh, just excited. I think to beat the White Sox once. Yeah, but it's I nice think it's one. it's some of the guys that delivered that make it. You know. Uh, really a good win when when a Keegan Thompson is having a big game mm. that that gives you a uh, double reason to be excited for a Cubs win uh Bears fan man has Ortega throwing out Grandal at home was great <laughs> not only was it I didn't I I thought he had already scored yeah, yeah. not only was it shocking how slow he was <laughs> but it was one of the key plays of the game like it really that was. was the White Sox responding and when he was thrown out we put out the Twitter poll. What what were the options? The, the, the Twitter poll was uh, who would win a race uh, to home plate, uh, and it was Yachty, Dan Vogelbach, Yasmani Grandal, or retired Miggy Montero. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which that was that was, uh, and we, we remember earlier in the season where. Uh, Pujols was trying to round the bases yes. and was like outrageously slow. Grandal is is second lowest. Fast, like the slowest, Second slowest runner, fastest sprint speed at 22 miles per hour. That is literally bottom two out of every qualified player. Was he? He looks honestly. He looks slower than Paul Canerco, and he was a great player too. Yeah. But he ran with a piano on his back. That was outrageous. <laughs> and I know the ball was short into like center field, mm-hmm. so he didn't have to throw it very far. I I couldn't believe how far he was thrown out by. It wasn't yeah. even. And then he stopped running. He knew he was so out. He's just like, oh, whatever, I'm out. Uh, we got 313 votes on the poll right now. 
78.9% think retired Miggy Montero can win a race to home plate between those four. <laughs> Could outrun. 14% think Dan Vogelbach. 3.4% think Yasmani Grandal. And 2.3% say Yachty. I say all of those ones who voted for Vogelbach, Grandal, and Yachty are bots. So uh, 100% in my eyes say that Miggy Montero would win a race between those four. Jack <laughs> apparently is bouncing back and forth between the two podcasts because he says Herb's in the other room on the other side of the wall saying that he's faster than Grandal. That wouldn't surprise me at all. We had Herb in left field the other day at softball. He, he can move. He can yeah. move. <laughs> yeah. He's good on his feet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was... It was one of the funnier plays I've seen in baseball in a long time. Yeah. I I couldn't believe... I was like, wait a minute. That's... Didn't he score? Yeah. And it's not like... I mean, I wouldn't say Ortega is a bad outfielder. He's he's not not known for his arm. I don't know if anybody's like, oh, look out for that rocket from Ortega coming in from the outfield. That's just how slow he is. I, I don't remember if there were two outs or not in that inning, but... For them to just send Grandal there, knowing how slow he is, it's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> Matt says he made Canerco look like Billy Hamilton. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Right here, you could see Gr- he's not even on the screen. Yeah, he's, he's not even on the screen. No, I know. The, the he's ball is about to hit out of the, the frame, right. I it's agree. about to hit the dirt around home plate, right. and he's not even halfway to the plate. It was. Right. If he's that slow, that's a terrible send. Yeah. A yeah. terrible send. Yeah, and I, it definitely changed some of the like. It definitely didn't allow them to gain any momentum. No, that's for like sure. it, it changed the feel of it. Yeah, Bears yeah. fan man, at least Vogelbach made it to the plate. <laughs> Barely. That's the one Barely. where Wilson tagged him out, and they yeah. had the little uh, <laughs> brush up, right? Yeah, man. Speaking of brush ups, that we talked about it in the pregame show, but that Jock Peterson thing just keeps getting funnier and funnier with yeah. Tommy Pham. Now he's uh, actually showing. If you didn't hear about it, Tommy Pham in, in batting practice went up and slapped Jock Peterson. And, and, and when you say slap, like it was like one of those slapping contests. It looks like he pretty much punched him in the face. Mm-hmm. And it was over a fantasy football, football complaint that he had. <laughs> and, and so Jock Peterson told the media exactly what the move was that they were in some league, and he was mad that I picked up a player when he, a guy was hurt. Yeah. And then Fam responded, no, no, it also had to do with he was disrespecting my then teammates with the pod, my former teammates with the Padres. So Jock Peterson tonight that comes out and says, here's the, here's the comment I made on the chat. Yeah. And he shows the chat. And it was just meaningless. Yeah. Just like a harmless, like, mm-hmm. joke. Right. And then there was like a gif. Of like these guys lifting weights or something like that. Probably and worse stuff has been said in my own family <laughs> fantasy yeah. football league. Right, yeah. And he went up and punched him in batting practice. Over yeah, it. I mean, Tommy Pham, former St. Louis Cardinal. There you go. I can't, uh, I can't confirm if, you know, he got his softness from playing <laughs> in St. Louis. But I, I would like to believe that that's basically it. So, uh, you hate to see it. Jock Peterson, Cubs legend. Uh, I'm on Team Jock here. Uh, Me too. And I, I also mean. loved his explanation of it. Like, he, like, apologized and everything. I wouldn't have apologized. I think he was just – he just didn't like being a distraction in a way. So, you know, good on him, but Team Jock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got on there on the chat. 
I still say Thompson should be given more opportunities in the rotation. Uh, you know, AJ basically said that, like, you need to see him more. And you wonder if he will. I, I'm certainly, once the trade deadline comes and goes, I think he will get those opportunities. To who, be a who are we talking about again? Keegan Thompson. Oh, Keegan Thompson. I, I do believe yeah. he'll get those opportunities yeah. uh, once the trade deadline passes. Right. Uh, before then, I mean, he's, he's starting to look like he deserves those chances. Right. I mean, if you get more outings from Justin Steele like we did the on Thursday, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I think rolls. you might be able to flip him. But, like, right now, you look at the rotation, it's Hendricks, Stroman, Miley, Steele, and who am I missing? Hendricks, Stroman, Miley, Steele. Well, who's the other one? Who am I not? Oh, uh, Smiley. Oh, and Smiley. Yeah, Smiley. sorry. And I, Smiley I feel, and Miley, I feel, you say I've, one and you yeah. think you've said them both. I, and that's such disrespect because <laughs> Smiley has played very well in his role this year. Uh, so you figure by the deadline, Smiley's probably going to be sent somewhere. Yeah. Miley as well. Then you can put Thompson in there. I mean, who knows? Maybe they don't move both. Maybe they only move one. I don't know. But, like, uh, right now, like, the only person I guess you could talk about flipping out of there is – is steel and yeah, he wasn't great right. in his last start, but that was one start. Yeah. He, he had ten. He had he had two great starts against Arizona, and you know, so yeah, we need more consistency out of Steele, But it's not like Steele's been horrific. No. At, as his as a four as a as a fourth starter. Yes, we we need more consistency, and you need more length out of him for sure. Because if he's not going to have his best stuff, you still need him to find a way to at least give you four or five innings. That's what good and great pitchers do. That, but again, like the, the, we have to look at Steele the same way that we're looking at Thompson. Like we got to find out: is Steele can Steele make thirty starts a year, and can you rely on him? And I still think the the bill is still out. Like we don't yeah. really fully know. So I understand people might not agree with that, but I don't like we're eighteen. We're, we're nineteen and twenty six. Like, what's the point of flipping them out right now? Like, if you're gonna put Keegan Thompson in there you might as well wait until after one of those starters has moved to the deadline. Right, and then, and then you have Killian and Keegan. Yeah. The Kid K's are going. The Kid K's, yeah. Second half of the season. Uh, I see White Sox Paul has joined the chat. Oh. I believe he predicted 12-2 uh, to two White Sox. He did, he did. Thanks for playing, Paul. You know, you hate to see someone so soft to come to the, the Cubs chat after your team he lost. He must be bored with the Sox he must podcast, be. I but know, that man. doesn't seem right. Those guys are probably having a good time. I he like, says Herb is your dad. Right. Yeah, Herb yeah, is your dad, Luke. Luke. Right. Is he my dad or is he? The, the math doesn't add shit. up on that one. No, it doesn't add up. <laughs> he could maybe be my dad. Probably still a little. I mean, they're still up 2-1 in this, in this like, right. series. Like, yeah. like, again, it's just nice to win one. We are what we are. I, I don't want to be the therapist in the room. But, Paul, since you're the only White Sox fan out there, don't give up hope. I realize you had World Series aspirations and your team is one game under 500 and it's almost Memorial Day. I realize Tony La Russa is your manager. I realize things aren't going well. He likes to take naps in the dugout. I realize that. We know he left your pitcher in a little bit too long tonight. But those are all things for guys on the other side of the wall. Exactly. This is Studio W tonight. <laughs> Studio L is over there. He says, "I just and like I still trolling. think they have a chance. I still think they have a chance to win the World Series. Yeah, I mean the Braves proved it last year. Yeah, 
And all like, their teams I, are I know, proving it. You I can know be 500 hate, at like, I know people like hate saying, oh, it's still early, but it is still early for a team like theirs. It, they still, I mean. We watched the Cubs in 2017. Remember they were barely 500 yes. at the All-Star break? Yeah. Then they got hot as soon as the break ended and, you know, they ended up in the NLCS. If they get a sec, they they definitely need a second baseman. Yeah, they might need a manager change. I think the manager change would have happened on most teams right now, but yeah. we know that Tony and Jerry are very tight. Yeah, and so I don't know if that move's going anywhere. But um, hey, this this was a game for Cubs fans. Like we say, enjoy the moments. Yeah, you know there probably won't be uh, eighty five of these nope. this season. Probably not. Um, you never know. If they win tomorrow, I might talk myself into it. <laughs> you might. You might. Did you make any bets, by the way, tonight? Uh, I didn't. I needed to. Oh, you I took needed, the night off. I needed a break. Uh, it's been a bad, bad stretch for me. So you t- it's, like, it's like the guy that struck out like three nights in a row. He's got like two strikeouts each night. Yeah. You're like, you know what? Take a night. Watch the game from the bench. Right. And then yeah. get back in it tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow, when, I co- when we come in for pregame, I'm gonna right before pregame. I'm gonna log on to points bet, and we're getting back on the right track. <laughs> all right. The best way to support CHGO is if you download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a fifty dollar or more first time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker, similar to the one that I'm wearing. Uh, if you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you remember that points bet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. As I say every show, if Luke can do it, Everyone can do it. Everyone in the chat. Literally, all of you. You can all do it if you have not already. Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with Points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. My dad's getting noisy on the other side of that wall. It must be a heated podcast going on. Uh, Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. Now I've been on it for a couple months. I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. It's kind of mild, tropical, and I look forward to taking it in the morning. So what is it? Well, one scoop of AG1... You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, super-sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, and you get your day started right. It's a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of those things. I get a noticeable, noticeable boost, really, in the morning, Cody. I take it, and bang, right there, I feel it right away, and so that's why I start my day off that way. It's lifestyle-friendly, too. It's keto, it's paleo, it's vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free. You're all good with AG1, and you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than 3 bucks a day. Five-star reviews, how about more than 7,000 of those? And right now, you can reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. 
No need for a million different pills and supplements to watch out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, Cubs win 5-1. to one. They beat the White Sox in control right from the start. Uh, listen, offensively, we talked about a lot of the pitching things that went well in this game. The Cubs got the leadoff man on. Yeah. In, in innings, okay? Can we just sit now, here We'll and get just... to Morrell in a second, but okay, okay. they got a guy on in the first, the leadoff man was on. Mm-hmm. In the second inning, leadoff man was on. In the seventh inning, leadoff man was on. All three scored. All three times they it. scored. So that's, that's a way to get an inning going. And I just liked, uh, Sean was over there. He couldn't believe it. But they put 27 balls in play against Cueto. Yeah. Like they were, they were making contact. They had a clear approach early in the game. It was go after him. Yeah, they were swinging early and often. I, that, again, like this Cubs offense, it can, it can look very competent. Yeah. For a few innings, and then then it can look very incompetent for a few innings. And if there's anything consistent about it this year, is they they do score early. They they're really good at scoring early in games. Yeah. when they do score, and the the big problem has been they always give it up. Like like I mean Thursday was prime example. You start the game three nothing. And then proceed to give up eight runs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or 10 runs, whatever. Um, so, yeah, tonight you got two quick two two quick runs in the first inning, and, you know, they were off and running. And, uh, you know, it really did start with Morrell in that first inning, though. Uh, it's uh, – he's been so fun to watch. I, I love watching his – his uh, is it bats? And then when he does get on base, he, he, he brings the speed factor then and – you know, two walks tonight out of the leadoff spot. Again, a guy who was in double A is now batting leadoff for the Chicago Cubs. Right. Like, it's not like they're babying him and putting him down in the nine hole. He is batting leadoff for the Chicago Cubs. And it's not like he's a top 100 prospect. Either. Right. You know, he's, right. He's, he's further down on their list of prospects, but obviously someone that's impressed them. You were looking into some of his stats about patience at the plate mm. you know we're talking about him being a guy potentially in the lead. right now we both say leave him in the leadoff spot why wouldn't you right he's doing what you want him to do in the leadoff spot but to see the progression that he has made that you were talking about from a ball to double a to the major leagues he's showing growth as a player right and he's young what 22 22 22 so he's making major steps as a 22 year old uh, not only at the level that he's playing at, but improving each level he goes to. And that's what's really impressive. Some guys will do great at a lower level, but they're only good at that level. And then they mm-hmm. go to the next level and they really, really struggle. Yeah. He's making improvements going from one level to the next level to the next level. And now yeah. he's at now he's at the major league level and yeah. he's still doing it, in fact, even more. You're right. Uh, this, we were talking about this tweet earlier. It's from uh, Matt Clapp. He's a... Uh, at the blog finds over on Twitter. A great Cubs follow. He's also a good Bears follow, too. Um, so he tweeted on May 17th, my birthday, by the way, uh, an A-ball 
from 2018 through 2019, so 371 plate appearances, he walked 2.9% of the time. In the 578 plate appearances after that, he walked 9.5% of the time. And we've clearly seen that carry to the major league level now. Mm-hmm. And again, there will be a point where the, the league catches up. But like, if he, like the bats that he has worked so far, like usually these young guys come up and they'll, and they'll mash, kind of like how Saya did in that first couple, you know, that month of April, he was mashing. He walked some too, but like, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Like, he just isn't – he's not chasing a lot of bad pitches. He's He knows the strike zone well so far, it seems. I'm trying I'm trying really hard to not, like, hop over that line to say this guy's part of the future. I just want to keep watching. Give me a good, like, two-month sample size of this. And then I and, – and if he does this for another couple months, then, yeah, this is a guy that I want on my team going forward. You know, no matter what, he's going to be in the Cubs – whether it's the major league team or in the system next right. year, you know, no matter what. Yeah, but like, he's 22. Right. Even all, if he goes into a huge slump, he's right. 22. Right. All I could so, think of is is the nickname and possibly even T-shirt, hashtag dope merch potential with this guy. I mean, <laughs> director of morale, maybe? Director with the, you know, we can't do that. Mr. Morel like and the big stepper. Do that. You can't do it to Dom. Yeah. He's probably already working on a partnership with him. <laughs> right? We need, we need morale to stay so that we can start capitalizing and monetizing on those puns yeah right uh, yeah yeah no, jack's I, asking is he a future leadoff hitter i don't know but mm. but i'll tell you what I'll, I'll ride that right now until it doesn't work right exactly like it to me it's just very it's been very impressive considering that they are batting him leadoff and he's excelling in it he's not like there you know the pressure of of batting leadoff right like well, we've seen the it Cubs time haven't had time one since time Dexter. again from other players. I mean, we're talking about we have watched Kyle Schwarber, Chris Bryant, <laughs> Albert Almora, like <laughs> Rafael Ortega. Who, yeah, who, who, Schwarber, Rizzo's bad at Rizzo, leadoff. I mean, Rizzo's you yeah. Know, let's, Rizzo's but, the greatest leadoff hitter of all time. Let's not forget. Uh, but <laughs> you like in a serious mode though. Like Morel is doing everything. Correct at the leadoff position right now. You know, one for three tonight, two walks. Like, I will take that from the leadoff guy every night. And and here's the other thing I love about him is the energy. Yeah. And I know that may just seem like some stupid rah, rah, rah thing. Like, Mm -hmm. no, it's fun to watch him play. And that energy is contagious in a team that's trying to build other young players. And I do believe that these young guys that are playing together – like, you have a mixture on this team, right? Mm-hmm. But the young guys that play together all talk about each other. We got that in the preseason. We were talking with Max Bain. Yeah. Just about how, like, how excited he is to see what players, what kind of pitching they have at different levels. And we asked him about Brendan Davis, and he couldn't stop talking about him. Right. Like, these guys are all rooting. Instead of players at, at a young age at the same, all trying to get to the major league level, instead of them cutting down each other and trying to step over each other to get to the major leagues, mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of lifting each other up. That's the message we keep hearing from the minor league system. And you see that kind of energy in a guy like Morell. You see him in the outfield at the end just laughing and having fun about throwing the ball back in to second base hard right. when most guys would just, you know, 
loop it in there and throw it. He's throwing a rocket, kind of catching Simmons off guard. Right. He's like, hey, man, I'm still playing. <laughs> I'm happy. Like, this game's not over. Right. Um, and I love to see that energy on a young team. And what's amazing about it is to see it on a team that's, what's the record now, Joey? 19 and 26. 19 and 26. I mean, you're 19 and 26, and that kid's out there playing like he doesn't have a care in the world. Right. Yeah. Uh, I love this comment here from Jack, and the only reason I love it is because it, it asks an interesting question. It <laughs> says, Luke, your old buddy David Kaplan just asked, is Keegan Thompson the best pitcher in, pitcher in Chicago this year? I think so. What are your thoughts? I think Cap is always willing to go one step above <laughs> what anybody else would ever say. I mean, Cap never yeah. Cap never stops it at here. He always is here. If he's yeah. doing cryotherapy, if you're saying you're doing it two days, he's going to do it 10 days. <laughs> so I'm not surprised he said that. What's the ERA? 1.38? 1.58. You know, the ERA might tell you he has pitched as well as anybody yeah. in Chicago. That, it, now that said, you're not going to you're not going to pass down a trade for Giolito. You you know, right, you know, right, right, you're just right. not, you know what I mean like Yeah. Are there other guys in Chicago that, you know, are better pitchers than Keegan Thompson? Yes. yes. Is yes. has he had the first couple months has he pitched as well as anybody? Yes. 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 Yes, in multiple roles, you know. For sure, yeah. You could definitely say he's been the best reliever. Yeah. I don't think oh, there's yeah. any question about that. He's he been is, the best he reliever. He's far and away the best reliever in Chicago this year. There's I don't there's no one And, and that's and not saying guy, anything about the, the Sox guys. <laughs> yeah, the next guy up might be another Chicago Cub the way that this bullpen has been, but I mean I don't I haven't followed the Sox bullpen enough to really it's, make that a clear statement. It's tough to say he's the best pitcher in Chicago this year because when you say best pitcher, I generally assume that means starting pitcher. Yeah. Right? Like I, I I don't know. Most times people would not even include the best. If you said, you know, back in the 90s, who's the best pitcher in New York? Mm -hmm. I don't know if people would throw Rivera into it, and he's the greatest of all time. So I, it, I assume you're talking starting pitchers. His sample size is not nearly big enough. You know, if, is he, if he'd been marched out there seven times and we had seven starts for him to be judged by, right. then I could say that. Is he pitching as well as anybody in Chicago? The answer to that is yes. Yes. And those are two different questions, but they touch on a similar subject. Shall we pose the question now on who is the best shortstop in Chicago? <laughs> You've already answered that, haven't you? I don't want to answer No, you it. didn't. No. Nah. There was a lot of heat for that this early. Well, that's this because week. a lot of yeah. people just took my words out of context. I'm just kidding. But what 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 about what a night for Nico? Nico had a great night. If he can just stay healthy. Yeah. I think we're really But again, no one something. should put no one should dog on him for an umpire No, not into his him. fault. Not his fault at all. all Jeez, right. he almost got run into by was it Ian Happ tonight? Yeah. Yeah, he almost collided with Ian Happ tonight. Wait, honestly, that play should have been made by Nico, but I, you know, will assume that perhaps Hap called him off um, because why else would he just run out of the way? Yeah. But in a way, it did it did avoid uh, any kind of in, uh, collision or injury, so that's good. So three hits, though. I mean, you get an elite defense at short, as always, and then, you know, his, his balls put in play, or they're hit hard, man. Like, he's just doing every everything – that you're asking for someone of his player type. The only reason, again, that I even talked about 
you know, comparing the two was because, in my opinion, they're just very similar type of players. They don't walk a lot. They both bat right-handed. They both play shortstop in Chicago. Uh, and, yeah, Anderson has a much bigger track record, no doubt. There's, like, no comparison. You got to – Nico's got to make it their whole season, Yeah. right? But you give this guy a full year, and we'll see, like, maybe, maybe he could potentially be – at the level of someone like Tim Anderson, if he keeps playing like this. I'm, that's all I was really saying was that he, he has potential to be very good. Like, I don't think that's a crazy take. No, he's <laughs> he's got a potential. Right now, he's playing great baseball. You know, and that's another guy. That, again, we're looking for progression. We're exploring for progression, Cody, this yeah. season. That's what you're exploring. looking for. And Nico has gone from here to here. He's shown it, you know, before he got hurt, he was playing really well, and that's why you were so disappointed yeah. when he runs into the out, uh, the uh, umpire. And then now he's come back, and he's starting to hit the ball hard again. Yeah, You know, our, our friend Brendan can't get enough of Nico. Like, that's his, that's his guy. That's, I proposed to the White Sox. I said, listen, you can have Nico Horner as your future second baseman. He can save you guys at second base. But you're going to have to give up a haul for him. Mm-hmm. Like, not don't don't tell me like this trade's not even happening because the two teams wouldn't do it. But I don't think they understand that the Cubs are starting to believe. I think that Nico is a firm piece of their future. Right. And I, again, it's a smaller sample size. Stay healthy. Do it all year, and I will believe in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I've always actually believed in Nico Horner. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think he came up a little bit too early. Definitely. And then injuries have slowed him down multiple times. Yeah. And, again, if he can stay healthy the rest of the season, I think you're going to see a guy who's as good as, you know, you didn't spend the big money on a shortstop. And, frankly, we we all said, why wouldn't you spend the money on Correa? Well, if you find out that Nico Horner's that guy, sure, your team's better if you have both of them on there. Yeah. But you might have found a, real, a much, much, much cheaper solution at shortstop so where you can spend your money somewhere else. Right. Uh, you know, I am a, I've been an analytics guy since... Uh, Cody Del Metrics. Since May 17th. And uh, Horner uh, exit velocities tonight on one of his singles, 102.3 miles per hour. His Another single was 98.6 miles per hour. And then uh, the very first one he got was, I think, 91. Yeah, 91.7. Oh, no, that was a fly out. My bad. Um uh, no, oh, 87.9. So two of his three hits were hit very hard. I mean, 87 still hit pretty hard, right? Um, mm-hmm. But not like it. Like one of Nico's hits were one of the hardest hit balls of the night. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the thing we were talking about before he got hurt too. Like he kept getting babbipped, you know, as they call it. <laughs> um, he had a lot of hard hit balls into gloves. Um, and, you know, gods came through for him tonight. So, it. You know, this is—he's only been back for a couple, couple games. Hopefully, this is a, a start of a you know a really good stretch for him because if the Cubs are going to find a way and get back to 500, as I would love to watch, he will have to play somewhat close to this every night if that's going to happen. Uh, Cubs beat the White Sox five to one. If you're just getting back from your daily picnic or whatever you were out doing today. Because it was a spectacular day in Chicago to start off day. Memorial Day weekend. Five uh, one, we're in Studio W because we made the bet with the Sox post game show guys. We get 
Studio W. They're over in the other studio right now where, oh, oh, we got Ryan Herrera coming in, and I heard uh, on the other side of town, Tony LaRusso said sending uh, the runner was the right move. Crandall. Mm. So that's interesting. That is interesting. Ryan, can you hear us? Hello, how's it going? Oh, you, look like, you look a little sweaty. A little hot in the press box tonight? I mean, it was, it was hot earlier. Cooled down for sure, but it was... Yeah, a little sweaty. You know what you need? You, just, you need uh, some of my old uh, TV makeup. Just a little powder. Just a little powder, you know, from a puff around the side. will uh, improve you there. Yeah. I'll bring some in next time. <laughs> we'll get you all set up. Yeah, we'll use a little makeup. I see I see Cody's in a, in a better mood this time around. <laughs> yes, he is a much think, better mood you today. You think, Ryan, huh? Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> so what, uh, what did David Ross have to say after the game, Ryan? Um, you know, obviously he talked about this you know keegan again good start another five innings the most pitches he's ever thrown in a game um so they're you know obviously letting him go a little deeper um which keegan actually thought he wasn't that good like he thought he was kind of the control wasn't all there or whatever um and he did get hit relatively hard um it was 88.5 miles per hour average exit velocity something like that um earlier in the game it was at like 93 so um kind of pick that up but uh you know ross obviously giving him his his props for for stepping in uh for a spot start when he was needed uh putting the cubs in a position to win obviously uh also nico uh three hits i think i think someone tweeted from the account that was like this first three hit game in a month since like april the third week of april yeah april 23rd um yeah and then he, you know ross he calls him a workaholic. He said he couldn't sit still um, the whole time he was out. It was two weeks or so, a little over two weeks. Um, yeah, I've just said that he, he was always taking batting practice, always in the cage, and that's, you know, just someone that works that hard when they're, you know, healing, when they're – that that's like his rehab. Like he, he didn't need to go on a rehab assignment because he put in all that work. And obviously you saw it on, what was it, Wednesday when he came in the ninth inning and got that RBI single, and then, you know, he's still, he, he's still hitting the ball well, and you could tell just – uh, that three hit day again today was, I think, I think one me who you got. I gotta say, I'm just, just throwing that out there. But yeah, um, we'll look at that in a second. But yeah, yeah no, uh, that, but that, that's that's kind of the gist of what we you know talked about. Just those two guys, obviously Keegan, big day on the mound. Nico, big day at the plate, and that's kind of um, that led the conversation. But obviously, just the whole team kind of putting together a well rounded game coming off that really ugly loss in Cincinnati to end that series. So, um, yeah, happy, happy press conference with David Ross. I'll tell you that much. Did he say anything about Keegan earning more starts? Do we think he'll just go back to his regular role in the bullpen? Was this just a spot start, or um, will we start to see him get – I would assume one of the double headers eventually he gets a start, right? Yeah, well, yeah, he he was asked about that and, and – kind of was like, you know, obviously need to get him some days off. This is the most pitches, like I mentioned, that he's ever thrown in a game in his career um, since he came up last year. Um, so, they, you know, they know they know they need to give him a couple days off. So I don't think Monday um, would be very likely um, as far as maybe those midweek games because, you know, they got doubleheaders coming up on Saturday or even one of those doubleheaders or that doubleheader next Saturday. Pro- I mean, that's probably – he said it's definitely – they'll definitely take a look at that. Um, that's what Rossi said, and I – would assume that he's getting a start somewhere like there's there's 11 games in nine days like you're not gonna like a five-man rotation is not going to be able to take care of that so i would say that uh 
Keegan just based on you know, how he pitched today, uh, what the next week looks like. I think you can expect Keegan to get a start at some point in the next week. Another start. I, I would hope so. Uh, so, yeah, you who you got, you had, Corner. let's see, Cody going into this was up four to two, two to, to two, two. Yeah. on the season total for the three of us. Uh, you took Horner. I took Wisdom. You took Wisdom, and I had Contreras. Yes. I said that I thought Contreras hits that home run. That was my chance to steal it. Oh, yeah. It was, It would have. That mean, was my chance to steal it, was for him to hit that home run. He was robbed. Yep. Absolutely yeah, robbed. I, I would agree that Horner, Horner had it. Now, the question is, had I stuck with my original pick of Keegan Thompson – would I would I have been able to win? No, I don't know. It would have been close. It would have been real. That or both of you would have got a pick or a yeah. We probably might have got both in pick. But I think you know I'm willing to give this one to Ryan just because Horner had three. Yeah, hits. we'll give it. We'll give this wisdom. One to Ryan. Wisdom had a hit and an RBI tonight, but three hits. Yeah, three hits will 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 land you a point on who you got. Well, Wilson or uh, yeah, Contreras had that hit in the left field corner. That's true. That almost was an RBI. Yeah, it was almost. Yeah, three, but uh, let's see, Horner, three hits, the run, and that, that stolen base. Like, that hot, hot Wheels Horner. Hot Wheels Horner. I think he, Yasmani Grendahl had no chance and didn't even throw it down. Okay. I think that one, that stolen base won me it pretty much, but that was the I, difference. I thought I had a grand slam coming. I thought when he came up with the bases loaded, Contreras, I thought, hmm, this is where I win who you got. <laughs> this is where I win it. Uh, so... Let's see what else went down. Did they mention in the uh, anything about that play at the plate? Because from the other side of town, it was pretty pretty unbelievable. I couldn't believe that Grandal was that slow. No, we didn't mention it. Uh, but I also like. I mean, just up in the press box, we're like, was was that the right? <laughs> like that wasn't the right move. Like, I I mean, I I guess I knew Yasmani Grandal was just like slow in general. I didn't like. As soon as I saw it go, and I saw Ortega get the ball, I'm like. Like he's barely running third, and he's going. Like that was just not a good, a good play. And no, we didn't we didn't talk about that play at all. But it was very like that was that was a pretty brutal play. Like that was just that was just not the right call at that point in time. Yeah, uh, our Twitter poll says that retired Miggy Montero would win a race against <laughs> Yasmani Grandal. Yeah. So facts okay. only. <laughs> in this Don't let facts get away of a good story, right? That's exactly. correct. You That's see, you guys Stucky are learning. Says, my, you should put that on a shirt, honestly. That should be with, a, like his cartoon on it. A t-shirt. Don't yeah. let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Oh, I wanted to ask you about uh, Morell. Like, we've seen this guy in the leadoff spot. And, I mean, we've been impressed. You've been impressed too, right? Like, I wouldn't take him out of that leadoff spot until it's not working. I would play him every day until it's not working. Uh, was there any talk, or did he talk after the game, or Ross even mention Morrell? Because I thought he had a great game too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ross, you talked about Morrell. Obviously, that 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 was the leadoff single, um, start the game. But um, he said he was even more impressed with you know the walks he took. That second walk, I think uh, I tweeted it out, and there was like two very close balls, like that could easily have been called strikes one uh, and two could also very easily have been pitches that Morrell swung at. I think both were sliders. I might be wrong. I know one, the first one, the first one was a cutter. The second one was a slider that were like right there, um, and just like good, obviously solid uh, eye for the ball, eye on the ball, eye for the plate. 
um, didn't swing, obviously worked that walk. And you can, you kind of saw him celebrate a walk. Like how often do people celebrate walks? Like that was like that, uh, just that personality again. But um, yeah, Ross was very, um, he, he kind of praised the way that Morrell, um, you know, just already 22 years old and not even two full weeks in the big leagues. And that eye looks, the, the eye, you know, the eye looks really good. That The plate discipline looks really good. Um, I, he's like, I don't think he even swung at the first pitch anytime, but like kind of worked those counts and got on base. Yeah. It was two walks, two walks. Yeah. Two walks. And, and then that, uh, base hit to start off, the, start off the game. But yeah, no, he, uh, just a lot of praise all around, obviously, but Morrell succeeding still, um, in his role and, and just doing what the Cubs need, especially in the leadoff. Like that's, that's a tough role to fill in the lineup. Um, I think Ross has just been really impressed with the way Morrell has performed from that spot of over the last four games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, kind of just taking the opportunity and really done some good work with it. He celebrated I, that one walk like Joey Votto this week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was, when we were talking about Morrell earlier, like we've talked about how, you know, how Horner started the year at the bottom of the lineup. Other guys have started or have been at the bottom of the lineup that we've, like, begged to get brought up higher in the lineup. I mean, Morel's barely been here, and he's already batting leadoff. And I know he's, you know, the league hasn't fully adjusted to him yet, but has anyone asked Ross if, like, like why he decided to make this move? Uh, because I really have no idea of, like, like, who or what got him, gave him the idea to do it because – for a rookie, only 22 years old, only in double A, that I still don't really understand why he did it. I'm glad he did it, obviously, because we what the what we've seen, but it's just very out of the it's ordinary bold. from what we've seen with other players. Uh, I mean, not today. I mean, that move was made when they were in Cincinnati. I want to say, um, so that is very possibly a question that was asked in in Cincinnati and kind of moved on from there. Um, yeah, bold bold to put a 22 year old um you know first major league experience like i think it was coming into today he had like 76 plate appearances above double a like a bold move to put that to put him into your leadoff spot and but i think you know ross again has recognized just the 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 discipline around the plate knowing the strike zone uh and being able to work counts you know fall off fall off tough pitches um lay off ones that are close but are clearly balls um, I think he's, I think Ross has just seen that approach and seen his ability to, to, to recognize the strike zone and is letting him, you know, run with the opportunity until obviously he doesn't. Uh, I guess we'll see because I think I want, I mean, I don't know. I haven't gone and looked back at it, but I, I know we've seen the lineup change up a lot over the first going on two months now. And, you know, to consistently have was it four, four or five straight games in the leadoff spot. Um, hasn't been something that we've seen from anyone on the roster throughout the season. Um, so Ross, it looks like he, he's found something, something that's working with morale up there, a position he's comfortable in. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's just one of those things where he, he saw something, he liked it, and since it's working, he's going to let Reisner, you know, going to ride with it. And we shouldn't think that just because he was in the minor leagues that David Ross doesn't know about him. Like he sees him at spring training a little bit, right? Yeah. He certainly, you know, we, we looked, or you found out that, you know, Morell's made this progression with 
looking at walks and taking walks, and he's done it at each level more and more. I guarantee you David Ross and the Cubs know that same fact. Like, they've seen that. They know he's been doing that. And and he probably sees the confidence in the kid. But mm-hmm. if we're going to judge David Ross this season, we've said, you, how, you know, how difficult it is to judge him on these first couple seasons, starting with a, you know, a 60-game season is difficult. They trade away half the team. Individual moves like this are things you start to slowly, you know, create a profile on what David Ross is doing. Maybe he knows his players pretty well. Like, maybe maybe he's found a role for this kid that's helping him succeed early on in his career at the major league level, or it's his personality. But it would be an interesting question to see what his response would be. Like, what, what was the deciding factor? And you know what? Let's try and put this guy at leadoff. I'd be curious what he would respond to that if we get another chance uh, yeah. at Ross. I don't know if they're, he might not talk tomorrow morning, but um, if he does, I'd be interested. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's just, again, that's what's kind of impressed me the most is what he is, 22 years old, rookie. We're just putting him in leadoff. He's batting leadoff <laughs> for the Chicago Cubs in the Crosstown series yes, tonight, and he's going to probably do it again tomorrow. And I, I, it's just – Again, you know, all the credit to Ross for giving him the opportunity. And, you know, there will become there will come an adjustment period. But if he continues to see pitches like he has been, you ideally or theoretically would think that perhaps it wouldn't be as bad of a stretch as long as he if he keeps seeing a lot of pitches right. like he has been. All right, Ryan, any other uh, news and nuggets before we let you go? I know you got to be back at the ballpark pretty early tomorrow. Oh, yeah, you're telling me. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, you know, Stroman is, like I said the other day, I think, I mean, so I guess I predicted that Stroman would be the starter tomorrow, and he is uh, in the game notes. Um, but I guess it has a little bit to do, uh, and actually Keegan getting the start today has a little bit to do with, I guess Wade Miley's dealing with some, some shoulder issues, not – anything that's making like an aisle placement imminent, but it's something that like is bugging him. Um, and so that, I think it um, I, I oh. want to say- uh, You just ruined okay. Cody's night. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he talked to a few reporters and said that, uh, you know, uh, I know Maddie Lee had, I think she tweeted it out, but um, that he just, his last start against Arizona just never could really get, I guess felt warmed up. Um, and so that kind of just a little bit of issue there. And again, like nothing that uh, they, you know, that makes an, an aisle placement, like even likely as, as you know, that as, as far as even imminent. Um, but it's something that they're going to monitor. I know, uh, I think he's supposed to throw tomorrow. He still has to throw another bullpen. They're going to kind of check him out and see how he feels after that. So um, don't, don't, don't get too down on anything right now, Cody. Um, he, he could be okay. He, he, he uh, yeah, just but that's a, a, just a nugget from as far as why Wade Miley wasn't starting this weekend. I know we said maybe it's because the White Sox match lefties, and and this is a good time to just push him back, get Marcus Stroman in there. I th- but it also has is you know Wade Miley was just wasn't ready to go this weekend. That's a, a, at the end of the day. Well, spin zone. If Miley <laughs> does have to go on the IL, then we're forced to get some Caleb Kelly. So yeah, for sure. I am already back. But we don't want it to come because of the IL. <laughs> That's true. All right, Ryan, we'll let you go. We know you 
get up early, you know, have a good breakfast in the morning, and we'll see you after the yeah, game. Get after some you, juice. You're, by the way, you get yeah. last pick on who you got since you won tonight. Well, that's that's the that's rules. Just not I, I don't, didn't Cody get first pick today? Yeah, you guys. <laughs> that hasn't been a lot. rule at all. You know what happened Luke? again? What happened again? Ageism. I got the last pick again. <laughs> Just because we I let won the, you have the first by pick the, way, of the draft, overwhelmingly won that crosstown draft. You, like, woo! You, you guys took some heat on the internets. Mm. Yeah, the Ken Griffey Jr. one just did, it backfired. It did not work. I saw someone's we were, sl- yes. we were slandered at an all-time level, Ryan. Oh uh, man! No, I tried to even commented. help you guys out a little bit. It was not fun. Yeah, I had to mute well, the we, notifications. Yeah, the three of us got just. I think 85% of that was people like mad that we didn't take Frank Thomas, even though like the rules were so clear and we made them very clear. Uh, Straight them out. They all said I had the best team and then they were still mad about you taking Griffey. (laughs) Yeah. Like that was the most angry. That really got people upset when you took Sean was instead of Aaron Rowan. Sean was like bamboozled by the fact that I took Burley over like sale or just the fact that I took Burley so early, but I'm like, isn't Burley like the the icon of your pitching staff? Supposed to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I think he I should be him. a Hall of Famer. All right, yeah, we got to roll. Uh, Ryan, thanks. We'll see you tomorrow, and uh, we'll get your pick sometime in the morning. All right, guys, take see care. See ya. See you, bro. Uh, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is the Points Bet app. Use the code CHGO when you sign up. Two risk-free bets up to two grand. If you make a fifty-dollar more first-time deposit, a free CHGO membership. You get into that locker. You get your shirt of a choice. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We will help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is ready to go in Illinois. It's up and going. PointsBet app, download it right now. Register your account, start to finish, all from your phone. And it's the fastest sports book, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just live your life. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, here at CHGO, we're bringing you post-game shows seven days a week here on the Cubs this week. Cranking them out. Cranking them out. Cranking them out. We'll seven be back. days a week. We'll be back on Sunday week. again tomorrow. Yeah. Just, you know. We're, we're doing we're here, it for we're, you. We're here for the people. You know what I mean? That's right. Because we are the people. Right. One, one, how many more minutes do we got? A couple we, minutes, couple maybe. Minutes? What do we got? Where are we at? We are at 58 minutes. 58 right, minutes. So a few like minutes. A couple okay. minutes. Question that yeah. we haven't mentioned this, but... Lynn Casper on the call tonight with AJ yeah. Brzezinski. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Just the fact about that, hearing Len. Yeah, about hearing Len on the Cubs again. Uh, yeah, like I had a few moments where I was like, "Oh man, this is bringing back some flashbacks." I just knew we weren't going to get an out of here. That right. wasn't coming. Like you know, he or was going to be a whoa baby. Right. He wasn't. Yeah. We weren't going to get a whoa baby. He was going to be toe the line. Yeah. Um, I thought AJ was pretty fair the broadcast too. I always yeah. love hearing Len do the broadcast. The yeah. broadcast. I go admittedly going into it. I just had, and this is just because I'm not over it. I'm not going to be over it. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just not like it. And I, it, that doesn't mean I don't like the guy. I do think that, you know, he just left like the timing could not have been worse when he left in my opinion. But again, if he wants to leave because of the reasons he want to leave, that's fine. It just sucks that he had to go to the other side of town. That's why I'm just, you know, I'm bitter. But about that's it. we that's what broadcasters do in, in Chicago. Right. Harry Carey was the White Sox, ended up with the Cubs. I know, but you know, he's more famous like, for being the Cubs broadcaster. Yeah, that's true. I, I know that this happens all the time, but I 
going into it, I was like, okay, so we got the White Sox radio guy and a White Sox, like a like literally a White Sox legend, I guess you could say. Well, Steve Stone did it game. too, and I'm just like, this is yeah. not going to be fun. And it actually was, it was actually okay. It was better than having to listen to Joe Buck uh, and and Pierzynski together, uh, a St. Louis guy and a White Sox guy going up on a Cubs broadcast. So I I did appreciate that. It was it was actually really good. So uh, I just wanted your thoughts. And uh, someone asked about yeah. it in the chat earlier too. So yeah, I mean, Len's awesome. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Connor McKnight did a great job on the radio with him recently too, um, helping fill out their uh, lineup. There, he did some games with the Yankees, did some of the Red Sox series. Um, he used to work with Connor. He's he's great. Like he's super talented. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I hope they give him more opportunities to do some games too, because Connor, I think, has a super bright future. Whether it's I mean, he needs some analyst work alongside Len doing the play-by-play and trading off. I thought they're both good. Yeah. So um, tomorrow's final game between the Cubs and Sox this season, unless of course they meet in the World Series. <laughs> don't Dramatic let, pause. Don't let me talk myself uh, into it. Uh, Strowman <laughs> versus Cease. Oh God! Now, but I know here's the deal with here's the deal with Cease. I don't know what we're going to get from Strowman, but I know he would like to stick it to Tony Larusa. He would. So that part I like. Like the storylines for tomorrow are fun for this rivalry for for even people like me who you know are very whatever about this rivalry. Uh, Brendan's asking what the prop says on the bottom of the scoreboard. There's a Bulls hat for you holding it up. Oh, it says World Series champs 2016. Yeah. Yeah. People forget that. We were talking about that with the Sox guys, that they haven't won a playoff series since 05. Yeah. So that means kids that are driving cars. Yeah. And heading to college. I wasn't. Haven't seen a playoff series. That's a long. I was in high school. I was a freshman in high school. I mean, I get it. They're disappointed in what's happened so far. For the White Sox. Yeah. Yeah. I was six years old when the White Sox won the World Series. Six. (laughs) Six. Six years old. Brendan says, thank you, Luke. Were you even potty <laughs> trained? Yes, I was potty trained. And Joey I actually... was barely potty trained when the White I was, Sox I almost was like, the Sox are really cool. Like, do I like you this almost team jumped. now? No. Nope. Never You happened. almost jumped. Hmm. So what do you think? Cease, uh, the former Cubs prospect, here's the deal. He goes every other game right now. He's been actually inconsistent. Um, and we heard Eloy, by the way, uh, injured again yep. in his rehab. Um Stint tonight, three innings, last outing, seven earned runs, two homers for Cease. Inning bef- outing before that, Sox, right? seven innings, no runs. But the one before that, four innings, six runs. Mm-hmm. So in two of his last three outings, 13 runs in seven innings. So I don't, know what, Dylan Cease, I don't know what Dylan Cease you're going to get. That does but not the Cubs might well. have a shot at a split. It does not bode well for the Chicago Cubs tomorrow. I think it was best that they got their win. It is tonight. best that they got their win tonight. Yes, tomorrow is Justin is coming around for Dylan Cease just in time for him to get back on track. You know well, what's what about the Stroh show? He's your guy. Oh, that doesn't mean Marcus Stroman's not going to go out there and shove tomorrow. But Dylan Cease is going to he's going to keep. He's I think he's not going to give up five runs like Johnny Cueto did tonight. So, uh, man, I'm. Per- 
I am mentally preparing for the worst tomorrow. That's that's where I'm Cody, at. Cody, Cody. That's where I'm at. The negativity I was you happy, bring. I'm happy to get negativity. one against the Sox. I'm happy to get one. I'm not going to go overboard here. That kind of negativity but if breeds they more win, negativity. If the Cubs win tomorrow, Luke, I you know I'll you know I'll celebrate it and then I'll talk myself into them sweeping the Brewers doubleheader on Memorial Day. Okay. You hear that? Yeah. That's Sean and Herb. That's true. Raging on the other side of the wall. <laughs> All right, spin and we'll leave. Zone. We'll leave you with that. <laughs> yes, yeah, Cubs win five won one. They're <laughs> raging on the other side of the wall. Uh, thanks for listening and watching the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by Points. But we will see you for a pregame show, twelve thirty Sunday morning. We'll be right back here with the Crosstown guys. Until then, fly the W.